You are listening to The Current Daily, a new podcast keeping us up to date with the latest news for UC San Diego's Information Technology Services Department. My name is Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Thursday, April 30th, and another month in the books. Believe it or not, we're one-third of the way through 2020. In just a few moments, we'll hear from our own Vince Kellen on what Abraham Lincoln can teach us about remote learning. But first, a few news items. The fine people planning the employee appreciation event are still taking volunteers. The deadline to express interest is May 6th. Committee roles and focus areas include secretary, volunteer coordinator, venue selections, themes, marketing, games, presentations, raffle, and more. Alas, Mark Herzberger already claimed the job of dessert taste tester, but there are still plenty of worthy and important opportunities available. If this sounds like your jam, then get in touch with Melissa Fitzgerald. Again, help us to celebrate us. On next Tuesday, May 5th, is the next UCIT Town Hall. Our CIO, Vince Kellen, is the current chair of the UCIT Leadership Council, and he'll be chiming in alongside UCOP CIO Mark Chanka to provide an update on UCIT. You'll also hear from Michael Denon, professor of physics and astronomy at UC Irvine. He will discuss how UCI is leveraging data systems and data analytics in the space of student success. Again, the Town Hall is next Tuesday at 11 a.m., and you can get the Zoom link from the Communications Digest on The Current. UC San Diego has been in the news, as you might expect these days. Here's a stark headline from the Union Tribune. Pandemic costs UC San Diego $150 million, a figure that could double this summer. The article has some information straight from Chancellor Kosla on the coronavirus's financial impact on UC San Diego and what we're doing about it. I suggest you give it a read. We've posted a link in the Communications Digest on The Current. And finally, our own CIO Vince Kellen was recently interviewed by EduCause for his thoughts on the new realities and possibilities of remote learning and the importance of lean thinking in higher education. I'm multimedia producer Jerry Bain with EduCause, and I'm here with Vince Kellen uh, from the University of San Diego. Can you introduce yourself, uh, Vince? How long have you been at San Diego, and what is your responsibilities there? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Chief Information Officer for UC San Diego, and I've been here just about uh, coming up on four years now. What are some of the takeaways that you feel like you're gaining uh, from this lived-in experience? Maybe a positive coming out of this that are, are speaking to things that needed to be addressed. For me, my career has been the last uh, 18 years or so in higher education as CIO. Prior to that, though, I was uh, in industry as a consultant where working remote was the norm. So a lot of people are having an adjustment to working on premise. To me, I'm just returning back to a state that was 20 years ago. And 
So I think the ability for universities to work virtually, both in health, a uh, little bit more difficult in research, but in some areas of research that's already done, and then mainly in instruction is a big takeaway. Um, in many universities, there's a deep, deep hesitancy to consider instruction online or remotely to be worthy. But I'm a product of an institution, both in my master's and my PhD program, that afforded me the opportunity to use uh, remote instruction for a good portion of, of my course load during those times. I would not be here without it. And it is a bona fide uh, learning mechanism. Uh, I think it's real. I'm hoping there'll be enough faculty who after this said, you know, that wasn't so bad. I can actually weave this into my classes. And higher education in America is facing the transformation of who we teach to be much more uh, involving or skewed towards workers, not the traditional undergraduate population. Well, that's going to vary from state to state, and certainly our state is one of those that's blessed with a lot of traditional undergraduate students. The ability to reach out to adult learners in modalities that work with them is extremely important. And uh, so hopefully the one thing I think we can get out of this is a much stronger use of digital technologies, uh, technologies to help learners who are struggling with work-life balances to use it to enhance their learning. Not just to replace the face-to-face because that will always be here. Uh, but to enhance it and to give the learner opportunities uh, to continue to learn despite what are difficulties they may have. I've, I've heard several people say, I don't know if this is still going on, but that this is not online learning. This is just teaching online. They want to delineate this too, but isn't that a great way to kind of, to get everybody sort of on board of, of what the tools are for online learning? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to critique that distinction. It's a continuum. Right, it's not a binary uh, classification or a three-level classification. It's a continuum. You know, I always remind people Abraham Lincoln was a great uh, remote learner, without an instructor and only a book. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's our outstanding student. Right, then we have students who learn in other ways. Uh, they need community presence. They need people around them to learn. So we have to think of this not even in that simplistic of a way. The way humans learn is very complicated, and it's complicated based upon individual differences in the learner. And so we have to be sensitive to that to recognize this is a spectrum of of abilities. And I'm here to say that, you know, while some people say remote instruction isn't online instruction, it depends on the audience. For some, that is fantastic, and that's all they need. For others, it is not nearly enough. So the psychology of instruction is such that it's fairly complicated to work out what exactly are the affordances each individual needs for maximum uh, uh, learning. Uh, so we, we need to treat this as a sophisticated, complex spectrum of capabilities and needs, not just a simple, discrete two or three categories of, of thinking about it. Is there anything that you'd like to say that we haven't touched on in regards to uh, dealing with the pandemic and serving your students and faculty? What also this pandemic has done is it's uh, obviously going to have a significant and serious budget crisis uh, for institutions. And so now institutions are going to have to consider the realities of what they do versus their prior beliefs of how they think they can do it. 
And when the two clash, you have to change your prior beliefs. So prior beliefs on how to organize an institution to deliver now have to be challenged and replaced. And so the Academy has done this for a thousand years. It's always adapted to different uh, stresses placed upon it. And this is one that, uh, that I'm hoping we'll be able to adapt to, which is we can find ways of organizing ourselves differently, uh, especially in administration, so that we can get leaner and thinner you know, and transition more of those resources directly to the core mission. Uh, unfortunately, prior beliefs, prior mental models hold people back in that. Uh, notions of territory and turf, for example, um, weigh in. Uh, but when you start to do things virtually, you need less facilities uh, and you can reallocate some of those resources over to core mission areas, uh, especially into the instructional realm. So hopefully this will be an opportunity for the Academy to uh, uh, you know, uh, come to a new prior belief on some things. Do you like what you're hearing on this podcast? Please let a fellow IT services staff member know so they don't miss out. Also, if you want to be notified as soon as the podcast is posted, watch the podcast page on The Current. If you don't know how to do that, instructions for watching a page are posted there. Most importantly, if you have something to share or an idea for me to include here, you can submit it to the email its-podcast at ucsd.edu. If you join me on Zoom, you could actually be on the podcast. Again, don't be shy. We want your voices here. This is a podcast not only for ITS, but by ITS to help keep us informed and connected. And don't forget, we are now available on SoundCloud, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Links to our profiles are still on the ITS Podcast collab page. It has never been easier, so subscribe today. And that is it for today. Remember to listen to the next episode of The Current Daily.